the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening and welcome back. Was uh, working on some guests for later in the week. Uh, one of those is uh, Sergeant Boone Cutler, and uh, he may join us to talk about fifth generation warfare, which fits right into what we're talking about right now. And uh, Attorney Mark Weaver, who will talk with us about stateside stuff, Buckeye State stuff. Not when I say stateside, sometimes that can mean the United States uh, with respect to international policy, but Buckeye stuff, Ohio stuff. Uh, so we're working on on him. And then, of course, I'm certain we'll have uh, Congressman Warren Davidson later in the week uh, working on Jim Jordan again, too. So lots of good stuff to talk about this week. And it's going to be a week where we set the foundation for uh, future discussions that will build on some of the key concepts that we're going to unpack today, tomorrow and Wednesday. But before I go any further down that road, uh, I want to tell you about a cool business that my wife and I have that we benefit from when you uh, use it. It is the Legacy on Possum Run. If you go to thelegacyonpossumrun.com, you can see the wedding venue that Ohioans are raving about. If you want something beautifully unique, uh, go there. That's thelegacyonpossumrun.com. You'll see three unique spaces that comprise the entire venue. The cool part is there's a calendar. You can see what dates are open. Pricing is on the website, so there's no guesswork. We're not trying to keep anything from you. And there's uh, some images there that you can look at, too, from the supply closet. When you book the venue, you get some free stuff, stuff that you'd spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on. Uh, We've built up a supply of so that you can spend fewer dollars and have a better day. So uh, check out TheLegacyOnPossumRun.com. The Legacy on Possum Run, your legacy begins here. Our legacy as a country is uh, in the balance. And we've spent a lot of time today already talking about some concepts, the power monster, demagogues, individual freedom, and government control. And demagogues, now there's probably an entire laundry list, but just to give you a glimpse of what we're talking about when we use the word demagogues, These are politicians. These are the people who run and say, we're going to fix that. You elect me and I'm going to fix that problem. You know, Sherrod Brown, I'm going to make sure you have more stimulus money. Right. And and people who are struggling economically go, yeah, I like that. I like that. But they forget what it says in Proverbs. The borrower is servant to the lender. And when the government gives you money, there are always hooks. So don't ever forget about that. Uh, But anyway, uh, politicians are on that list of demagogues, people. These are the people who um, are panicked, consume the fear porn, and decide, I'm going to give up my security. I'm going to give up my safety. Uh, Because 
individually, you do have security and safety, but you give it up to government control because you're afraid because you are now in a state of emotional chaos because you are caught up in the fear that the demagogues talk about. And actually, sometimes they create the situations. We'll talk about that in a second. And uh, these are the people these are the people during covid that uh, lock me down harder, daddy. I want more regulations. I want stuff shut down. I want masks to be mandatory. Never mind. They don't work. I want everybody to get a jab in their arm, even though we're not sure that it stops the spread. I mean, crazy. But people are demagogues or under the influence of demagogues and move the needle forward for them and their movement. And then there are these NGOs or non-government organizations, 1630 fund, open society. Right. And then Ohioans for reproductive freedom. All of these really cool sounding groups that are financing and promoting the messaging that creates the fear, that creates the chaos. And the chaos, remember, creates the crisis and they let no crisis go to waste. So. They create chaos and fear. They call the government the solution. They say the government ought to do something about that. How many times have we heard that? And they do it. And some things can happen as a result. You can get the people that are in office right now out because they're creating fear and chaos around what's being done. We saw that with Donald Trump in 2020. He wasn't doing enough with COVID, remember? He wasn't doing enough with COVID. Never mind that when he shut flights down uh, to and from China, that Nancy Pelosi essentially uh, called him a, a xenophobe. Do you remember that? Never mind that he said, uh, we should let the states kind of figure this out. Let's get more information, Right. On, on COVID, but then they went against him and said he didn't handle it the right way. And then Joe Biden gets in office and more people die from COVID than when Trump was in office. But we, uh, Brad and Dublin on the line for COVID regulations. Hey, listen, I'm going to go right to the phone line. Uh, Brad, you've got something on your mind. Thanks for calling the Bruce Woolley show. Uh, what's shaking today, man? Hey, uh, since you brought it up, the uh, government authority and uh, the uh, authority over COVID specifically, uh, you're apparently, or maybe you are aware of the international health regulation and the amendments to that. And also the, uh, I think the other one is the COVID treaty or something to that effect that they're working on through the World Health Organization. And uh, that uh, is scheduled to be voted on in December and then become effective in May, if I'm not mistaken. And it will give World Health Organization authority over all participating member countries to uh, respond to any future pandemics like COVID. Uh, Brad, thank you for that uh, call and thank you for um putting our eyes on the WHO again. I remember this might've been a year and a half ago. I, I did some research on the world health organization, uh, which by the way, doesn't exist unless member countries fund it. And, you know, they're the panel of quote experts, 
<laughs> this is the world we live in. These are the experts that wanted us to mask. These are the experts that wanted us to do the things that, that Gavin Newsom did. And uh, what's uh, what's the buffoon's name out in New York, um, the mayor or the governor of New York? I just went blank on it. Uh, and then Whitmer in in Michigan and at times DeWine in Ohio. Um, you know, they're 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 doling out the suggestions that these leaders are following and uh, and they were wrong. They were wrong about a lot. But uh, the World Health Organization is attempting to establish itself as the authority and member nations then would essentially bow a knee to what the World Health Organization determines to be uh, how you handle covid and in other health emergencies now, I remember – actually, we'll talk to Congressman Davidson about this later in the week because my, that was who I had a conversation with about it before, Brad. And he essentially said, good luck with that. Good, good luck with that, uh, World Health Organization, because you're going to try to impose that on the United States. Well, a lot has changed since then, and I wonder if um, Davidson has any additional concerns. But thanks for turning our, our, our minds and eyes to that. Uh, another there's there's a non-governmental organization right there, the World Health Organizations, World Health Organization, right? They're going to call for the government to do something about that. How's that going to work? How's that going to work out? And that'll be something that someone leverages to either get someone in office out or to create a new government program. And Jeff, remind me who pays for government programs? We do. And we give them some of our power because if the government creates a program that we have to follow, then all of a sudden my personal agency to decide goes by the wayside. I either wear a mask or I don't get health care, right? I can't go to the doctor without a mask because I'm threatening the community. You see how this works? So we've talked about these demagogues and they're going to leverage a crisis to do what? To create more power for the power monster. And every day there's a personal struggle between do I want personal freedom or is my fear factor high enough that I'm going to push the button, fill in the oval, or pull the lever for somebody who promises to fix this for me? I think the biggest problem I have with progressives is they have – supplanted the idea that God, the creator, created each and every one of us with a unique DNA. And we all have a different DNA because we are all hardwired to play a unique role in history. And we are empowered by our creator to play that role. But if we give up the gifts and the talents and the power to a government, we don't get to play the role. And I'm promising you one thing. The government is not going to play the role better than you were created to play it. And therein is the issue. More on the other side of this break. I'm so blessed to be here sharing the airwaves with you. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Brad, for your phone call, and uh, thank you for your email messages. We are uh, we're heavy today. We're unpacking a lot, and it's heavy, and uh, we're going to get better at lifting it, right? Because 
Uh, the more you do it, the easier it gets. But we've talked about a couple of key concepts, and uh, we're going to hit them again. Uh, one, there's uh, the power monster. That's the government, the administrative state, all of it. And it gets bigger because demagogues, those are the people, the politicians, the people that want to give up their freedom because they're fearful, and the non-government organizations like uh, 1630 Fund, Open Society, Ohioans for Reproductive Health, um, they drum up a crisis and create fear, and they leverage it to install their people and their programs. So they're going to get Republicans or conservatives out, and they're going to get progressives and Democrats and even progressive Republicans in. And they're going to create new government programs that you're going to pay for and I'm going to pay for. And the monster gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, you can look at Washington, D.C. and go, well, you know, when you create a new program, you should cut a program. That, that doesn't happen. It just the administrative state gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more out of control and uh, less responsible Uh really unable to be tamed and really unable to be held accountable. And so the struggle is between do we keep our personal freedom or do we bow to government control? Well, how does that play with the 2020 presidential election and what I talked about earlier? We're going to dive into that now. I said earlier that BLM was a hoax, should be burned loot and murder, but it was something that uh, was funded by the same group of people who indirectly through the funds they created, the non-government organizations and the PACs funded opposition to a 60% amendment threshold in Ohio in August and then funded a yes vote on issue one in Ohio, millions of dollars. The same group of people funded Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter, I told you, is connected to this Palestinian anti-Israel movement. Why? Well, let's dive into that right now. Hopefully the demagogues and the uh, power monster and no crisis going to waste and the struggle between personal freedom and government control and the fact that history repeats itself. That's why they don't want you to know it. And now we have a lens to look at this through. So I said for weeks that 2020, it was BLM. 2024, it'll be PLM, Palestinian Lives Matter. It'll be called something else, but you get the gist. It creates the continuity. Well, lo and behold, uh, on October 30th, day before Halloween, Mike Gonzalez, who I'm sure that we'll get on the show here at uh, the Heritage Foundation, wrote an article, BLM and Palestinian groups are cut from the same radical cloth. There it is. The relationship between Palestinians and the global Marxist networks that birthed Black Lives Matter has an old pedigree. So global, there's another one we need to add to the list, global Marxist networks. Yeah, those are the, those are the ones that uh, the press likes to make fun of you when, you when you mention their names, like George Soros and Hans-Jörg Wyss, right? Bill Gates, those types of people. Well, these Marxist networks birthed Black Lives Matter. 
and they're related to these Palestinian groups. Now, when these groups related and cross-pollinated, they had three goals. The first one was to create linkages between the student movement in the U.S. and in Palestine or Palestine. I say Palestine. So there are some key players, Colors, Garza, Opal, Tomati, Molina, Abdullah, and other BLM luminaries were thus immersed in the ideology that Israel is the oppressor. There it is. That's the common link. Americans, particularly white conservatives, Americans are the oppressor. Israelis are the oppressor. Those evil white settler countries, oppressor. There's That's the... Uh, that's the label that they use, right? The neuro-linguistic programming label. The relationship between Palestinians and the global Marxist networks that birthed Black Lives Matter has an old pedigree. Palestinian activists were in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014 when BLM was forged into a global movement. But their ties with BLM's architects actually precede BLM's founding. So I want you to let that settle. The riots in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014, Palestinian activists were there. And the relationship between these Palestinian activists and these Black Lives Matter activists even precedes that. This is something that must be borne in mind by people who still to this day somehow appear confused as to why BLM organizations defend the killing spree and gang rapes carried out by Palestinian terrorist group Hamas in Israel on October 7th. And that's what happened. It was a killing spree with gang rapes. And they took people captive. Ferguson is key, Gonzalez writes. Palestinians were very much involved in the streets of Ferguson soon after Officer Darren Wilson shot Michael Brown on August 9th, 2014 in the St. Louis suburb. There were Palestinian activists already there during the first month, and the, the Palestinian flag was flown at the first major, quote, national, end quote, march on August 30th. Steve Tamari, professor of Middle East history at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, wrote that December of how he had run up to a black marcher waving the flag and said, hey, that's my flag. And the man replied, this is our intifada. Riots rocked the impoverished community for the rest of the year in scenes that shocked the country. In the meantime, and more importantly, BLM founders Alicia Garza and Patrice Cullors and other activists were shrewdly using Ferguson to interconnect and organize a global web. And that is what we have. A global web financed by Marxists that wears many hats and many different banners. BLM, Palestinian groups. Uh, we'll get the innards of this even more on the other side of this break. So stay tuned to The Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Three. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.